Hi guys, welcome back to Dude Don't Even Get Me Started. That's Jude. And that's Elle. And Jude, how you been? (laughs) (laughs) I like how we always giggle and laugh during the session because we record our episodes back to back with each other. Um, Good, good, good. Still knee deep into Corinthian. Haven't really jumped onto a new fandom yet. Are you still reading Fix? Mm Mm-hmm. Are there more coming out as we it's speak? It's definitely trickled down to a kind of like maybe once every couple of days. Um, yeah. So I follow a author and then she mm-hmm. tags me whenever I get. So that's oh, kind of okay. like how I've been keeping them now instead of going yeah. back. Because back then I religiously went back right. to look up every day. Be like, Corinthian X reader, <laughs> is there anything new? But now like whenever she tags me, mm-hmm. then I just like read or Whenever they tag me, that's when I go back and read it. But yeah. Um, and you still don't want to write your own? <laughs> I do. I know you and I, like, we've talked about uh-huh. maybe, like, possible plots during our wa- walks. Ooh. But <sighs> I need to finish my Eddie fig. I think that's, like, <laughs> been my biggest obstacle. I have it all oh. planned out. So I don't oh, know okay. why. I think it's a matter of prioritizing mm-hmm. my scripts over my fanfics right now. But now that I'm done cosplaying, because mm-hmm. we went to D23. We did. And holy hell, I'm done. I'm <laughs> done with that cosplay. I did it and I'm happy. I mean, I'll remake it at one point mm-hmm. when I have like a little bit more time. But I'm happy with what I have. So I'll probably wear that a little more often, like in <laughs> Zoom meetings and shit <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, now that I have my time back, I might go back to Eddie. Mm-hmm. Finally give it. The finale chapter that I have been really prepping up for. So there's that. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think for the Corinthian, I'm not sure if it's... I'm going to say it's a one-shot. I don't want to say it's a series. I'll just say mm-hmm. it's a one-shot. One sh- one <laughs> <laughs> say it's a one-shot. And then if you feel like it, you can always write It's a pleasant a surprise. Chapter. Yeah. Rather than a disappointment then. Exactly. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I That was always my thing. Is like, this is a one-shot. Don't expect anything. And then I'd be like... Well, I could see a chapter two coming and then I would never write it. So I'm trying to be better about like yeah. following up on promises. Because I'll ask a bunch of the authors that I do follow mm-hmm. be like, oh, will there be more? Like, I really love it. Yeah. But then they just kind of shut it down and say, no, this oh, is really? it. Like, this okay. is all I envision for it. I don't know where else I can go from mm-hmm. here. Maybe. But for now, I'm just going to say... We're done. It'll be either a one-shot or a two-parter. Yeah. And every time I'm like, yeah, okay, that's great. Well, tag mm-hmm. me in more similar stuff. And I'm fine with that answer for yeah. sure. Because it, I did get my clo- closure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm trying to build that in myself as well instead of thinking. But also, I think it's not really about feeding the fans or feeding mm-hmm. the readers. But more so, I just am not able to fucking build a world or mm-hmm. a storyline that's able to be contained within one chapter like uh-huh. i don't know why i have to expand it for so like long like the giving in you. character backstory for <laughs> reasons i don't oh, know yeah. why and <laughs> that's what i do and i'm like uh it was like with the carmy fic i wrote it with the intention that it was just gonna be like smut uh-huh. and then knowing me i should know myself by now it's like i have to go into the backstory and like what exactly are they thinking and like how sad are they and then the smut can come later so that's why now it's like a multi-chapter <laughs> fic and we have no smut yet oh man 
Bless you. I don't even have smoke coming off. Like, they haven't even held hands yet. I've written, like, four chapters Whoa. for, like, Eddie. Yeah. Right? Four? Or is it three? I've written three so far. So the really? fourth one will be the last one, I think. Okay. And they haven't even held hands. They're not even friends. They're not going to hold hands, though, are they? They're not going to, like, the end game is that they just become friends. And I'm like, why the hell? Like, who is this even for? It's for me, for sure. But, like, why would I even, like, bring this to the public then? Because, like, when I wrote the second chapter, which is Mm -hmm. super fucking dark, like, when it goes into her backstory a bit Mm -hmm. more, that's when I'm just like, I don't even know who the audience is. I don't know if it's for me. (laughs) (laughs) As long as it's for you, then you're good. If it's not even for you, then there's a problem. I'm just torturing myself. I just, like, put myself out there and now just force myself (laughs) every time we talk about fanfic because I'm like, I want to write some Corinthian fics. But I have Eddie fixed everything. <laughs> well, I think you're fine because I know probably there's a big group of people who are sick of either smut fix or like friends mm. to lovers. And it's like, why can't they just be like acquaintances to friends? Mm-hmm. Like that. There's something to be said for just a friendship. I do like a good platonic fic for sure. Mm-hmm. I do like that and there were a few Corinthian fics like that as well. Oh really? Well yeah I do like that like a nice yeah. little friendly jab here and yeah. there. And he's just so cute so I like anything that he's in. Yeah well okay you're still yeah, in I'm your Corinthian phase actually. but. <laughs> Today is not about Corinthian no. nor is it about Boyd. <laughs> but Who is it about? Today do don't even get me started on Riz Ahmed. Wow. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. So I kind of fell back into Riz Ahmed. I loved Riz mm-hmm. in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And then in Nightwalker 2, I think... Wait, Nightcrawler. <laughs> <laughs> Nightwalker, Nightwalker the X-Men. <laughs> um, <laughs> so in Nightcrawler, <laughs> Nightcrawler. The one, <laughs> there's no two, yeah. In Nightcrawler, yeah. I mean, I guess there's not much of a competition because Jake Gyllenhaal is so freaking scary in that. Like, so creepy. Yeah, he's a... Uh, Kind of got that Jack Nicholson, like, in The Shining, like, yeah, scary Yeah, the wide smile. eyes where he looks at you and you're like, I uh, feel uneasy. I, I remember because like there's romance in that, too, like, between him and the other reporter, right? Oh, it's forced. It's he's forced? like, I think he's like, you're going to be with me. And oh she kind of has no choice. Oh, my God. So, no, it's not. Cons- it's not romance. Okay. It's not romance. It's not romance at all. I just remember, okay, because I don't recall much of it, but I recall... They both sat at the table and I was so yeah. fucking uneasy mm-hmm. throughout that entire conversation that they had. And I was just thinking, I don't like this at all. Mm-hmm. And the only person I did like was Riz. Yeah. Spoiler alert, does not get to survive at the end. No. So I was so fucking sad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn it. Um, but yeah, why am I saying this? Oh, I fell back into yeah. Riz because when I was researching Steven Yeun's character mm-hmm. or Steven Yeun's episode... There was an actor on actor episode with Steven and also Riz. And they just had like a great conversation about what it means to be coming from like an immigrant background, you Mm -hmm. know, because Riz is Pakistani and Steven is Korean. Yeah. And they had a great conversation what it means to like, you know, because sometimes people code switch when they're depending Mm -hmm. on the characters that they play too. Mm -hmm. And I know Riz. Well, now I know. That he's like a great activist as well. Mm -hmm. But let me not get into that because I know I have like a little short segment for that. For Mm -hmm. his activism at the end of my script. So I'm going to go into his backstory. Okay. And it was quite extensive background Mm -hmm. history. Mm -hmm. So then I might be skipping a lot throughout times. For example, for here, I'm going to talk about how Riz Ahmed was born on December 1st, 1982 
at Wembley. <laughs> England. I always get so nervous whenever we go back to Europe and I have to pronounce it. <laughs> you got it right, Wembley. Uh-huh. Wembley. And then he graduated from Oxford University wow. with a degree in philosophy, politics, and economics. And he later studied acting at the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama. He's an Oxford kid, dude. Fucking, (laughs) I didn't even know that was a degree. (laughs) It's usually just philosophy or like economics. It's a whole package of three of philosophy, politics, and economics. Didn't young men do philosophy? He did. Wow, he's just like Riz Ahmed. (laughs) They're kind of the same person. He's a third of Riz Ahmed. (laughs) I mean, like, I get it because like the way young men talks too. I think studying philosophy truly shapes the way you view the world. I think there's like a yeah. kind of vibe that comes from. I think I know another person who studied philosophy and I remember getting like similar yeah. vibes as well. And this makes sense because you knew that he was a rapper. Yeah. And I didn't. Um, I found out via you and mm-hmm. also later on through this research. And then like it all makes sense because his raps are all very politically mm-hmm. politically charged. Mm-hmm. Like they're very on topic, like talking about issues, especially because he's from... You know, he's Pakistani and he's Muslim as well. So Mm -hmm. I think we all can agree that Muslims don't receive the best treatment Mm -hmm. and representation in Hollywood or in, I guess, like not just Hollywood, but like like internationally as Mm -hmm. well. But I'm going to go back that right after, you know, graduating, um, studying speech and drama Mm -hmm. in 2006, he made his acting debut in the feature film The Road to Guantanamo. Oh. Followed by Shifty, Rage, Four Lions, and Centurion. And while he was the main lead in Rage and Centurion, am I saying that right? Centurion? Centurion? I think maybe Centurion? Centurion? I don't know. I didn't okay. watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Centurion? Mm-hmm. He was the lead in The Road to Guantanamo, Shifty, and Four Lions, which is pretty impressive, mm-hmm. like starting out as a lead in like mm-hmm. the first few. Because usually people start out, you know, like, like we talked about with Carmi. With Jeremy, (laughs) you know, like SVU or like Law and Order and stuff like that. Very like small, more Mm -hmm. kind of shifty roles. Yeah, you kind of have to cut your teeth on Mm -hmm. like you're going to play robber number three. Yeah. Pedophile number one. It's like, okay, I'll I'll pay my dues. But as of today, September 18th of Mm -hmm. 2022, (laughs) he's collected 40 titles under his belt. And some of the more memorable titles that I... No, our Nightcrawler. No, Night... Nightcrawler. Oh, my God. What did I say before? I was like, Night... Was this Nightwalker that I said? Nightwalker number two. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, is Nightcrawler not the X-Men? Uh, oh, I think there is a... Oh, my God, okay. Okay, Nightcrawler, Mm -hmm. the Night of... Yes. Rogue One, Sound of Metal, Mm -hmm. and Mogul Mowgli. Out of those I've seen for this Sound mm-hmm. of Metal, and then also started Night of. I'm fucking stress. Oh, yeah. Dude. It's a stressful one. It's so. I'm hooked though. I think episode one really stressed me out. Mm-hmm. But now that I finished two, I was kind of ready to go on watching three, but mm-hmm. then I kind of had to stop to watch Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. But then Sound of Metal was also really stressful too. Yeah. Have you seen it? I haven't seen that one. Oh my God. The sound editing for that is amazing. It's so uncomfortable which mm-hmm. is what it's meant to be and it did a really good job and yeah i just realized if i guess if i'm just gonna watch this mm-hmm. movie i just gotta be stressed i guess that's yeah. the theme of today just you have carmy and i have <laughs> and i'm fucking stressed 
Um, I mean, that's how you show. Like, I mean, I think that's probably um, easier or it's maybe more fun for an actor to show off their skills by mm-hmm. having like a really intense uh-huh. TV show or movie where if you just that. have like, a, I'm happy, everything's right. fine. It's more like, emotion oh, okay. to mm-hmm. explore, like bigger range. Um I was gonna ask, have you seen like what films have you seen or what shows slash films have you seen from him? Um, I've seen Rogue One. I'm just gonna look up mm-hmm. his IMDB. I've seen The Night of. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen uh Nightcrawler, of course. You know, I haven't seen Venom. Um Venom. So I I know everyone's like, You haven't seen Venom? Um <laughs> Wow, what have I seen? Okay. Maybe I haven't. Again, it's he's one of those guys where I'm like, I've seen him in everything. And now I'm looking through his IMDb and like, haven't seen that. Haven't seen that. Similar. Um, yeah, I was in a similar case too. Kind of similar to Carmi where he's been around for quite a while. Mm-hmm. But then I haven't seen much from him. I mean, granted, he had quite an extensive list of films. Mm-hmm. I just haven't really tackled his earlier films really like, I haven't seen Guantanamo, I haven't seen Shifty, Rage, mm-hmm. or Four Lions. So, yeah, I think those might be worth checking out as well. Um, well, you want to hear a fun fact? Sure. <laughs> um, apparently, he is in the Sandman podcast as the Corinthian. I have it here as what? my fun fact. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she would <laughs> She's going to love this. <laughs> The host gonna love this. <laughs> I do love that. I have mm. not listened to the Audible or the audiobook at all for uh-huh. Sandman. So yeah. I'm kind of, especially because I know the Netflix show mm-hmm. started off with the later books. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure where this audiobook starts off, if it's like chronological order with the graphic right. novels. But mm-hmm. I'm fucking stoked. It's like, oh, I love Riz and I love also. Boyd. Now I get to have both of them. That's the one character that I love. <laughs> Yeah, no. So I haven't seen many of his um the sisters brothers. Yes. has been on my mm-hmm. list for a while. And the sound of metal mm-hmm. too, but yeah, I've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, there was this one called The Long Goodbye. Well, his short film. Right. I want to watch that too, mm-hmm. and that's on YouTube. And then there okay. was another one called The Encounter mm. where he has two young sons mm. and then they're facing aliens. Based on screenshots, it looked really fun. Mm-hmm. Is it fun? I don't know. It could be really devastating know. and heartbreaking. <laughs> I'm, I'm not Based too sure. Based on this poster, it looks like it might be sad. Oh, no. I just saw, like, <laughs> they just look so cute as a family. I'm like, oh, I kind of want to watch this, but I might cry. So who knows? Oh, yeah. But that's kind of on my list. But, yeah. Oh, and before I move on, because I think the next segment is about his music career, I wanted to talk about how he is. Mm-hmm. The first Muslim and the first Asian to win a leading acting Emmy, thanks to The Night Of. Okay, wow. And he's also the first Muslim to receive an Academy nomination for Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. And he did win Best Live Action Short Film for The Last Goodbye. Wow. So okay. he was kind of a first for a lot of things, mm-hmm. um, which I'll kind of touch on later. But something that you knew mm-hmm. that I didn't is that he's also a rapper known mm-hmm. as Riz MC. Yeah. And his music career has started way before his acting career like i'm talking about teenage years early and he first appeared you know on pirate radios and like freestyle rap battles and at oxford he along with two other members tom pearson and rowan burnett 
sorry if I butcher that name, found a hit and run. It's an underground music event and mm-hmm. it's still alive now. Like I checked out their Instagram. Mm-hmm. Place look fucking packed and like yeah. very, very big and lively and well. So maybe something yeah. or place we can check out the next time we check Ooh. out. Next time we're yeah, in London. In, it's no longer in Oxford, but it's at Manchester now. But yeah, it's oh, like that'd be fun. Big, I've never yeah. been to Manchester. And I've never been to a rap event side they pull you up on stage oh god and you have to <laughs> i'm gonna be like yeah like <laughs> i'm not even gonna try to attempt i'm a horrible singer i stutter too much and i'm a horrible rapper to begin with rap you would is know hard i cannot read as fast even if i know the lyrics i cannot oh speak if you as give fast. it but it's like they're coming up with the if it's a battle yeah. they're coming up it's like um improv which yeah. scares me the most like i have to be smart in the moment which is not going to happen i don't know how people do that i don't know how they can have a melody and also lyrics ready on the spot right somebody can like say shit to me and i'm gonna be like you suck and that's (laughs) that's all i'm gonna say well i don't like you (laughs) fuck you (laughs) and then just start crying (laughs) (laughs) you hurt my feelings (laughs) um maybe we have to have practice rap battles (laughs) i please don't (laughs) joyce can teach us she's good oh my god she's good yeah if anything she'll just make us cry then or at least she, I'll cry. <laughs> and then she'll have to apologize. <laughs> yes, she has to make an apology I'm video. Sorry. Um, After college, Riz participated in rap competitions, kind of like 8 Mile style, um, to get back into the scene. So I do want to check out Mogul Mowgli, especially because that movie, in general, I think, draws a lot from Riz's personal life as a rapper and as like being a minority as well. So quite interested i have yet to to be honest and frank i haven't heard much about it mm-hmm. um i don't think i saw any promotional stuff for it either so that right when it came out i was like oh okay like haven't heard about it but now i'm a little more interested mm-hmm. especially because i also have not seen eight miles so <laughs> oh me neither <laughs> <I'm> not very <laughs> well versed in the rap world you know <laughs> but al do you remember what happened in 2006 in Riz's life? <laughs> Here's my pop quiz. No, because I didn't even know about Riz Ahmed when I was like 15. So that's the year when he made his acting debut. Okay. But I already briefly covered that and now I'm starting on his music career. So this is, I mentioned this because this is the bridge. Okay. In 2006, Riz recorded a social commentary rap track called post 9-11 blues okay and his friends leaked it on the internet and it went viral mm-hmm. and i'm talking about being banned from british radios only to be oh. brought back on popularity kind of viral okay like, dude it like caught the attention of many people mm-hmm. including yeah including that of chris morris director of four lions okay. like he saw oh, yeah. he heard it and then he like really liked it so then he actually talked Riz into being mm-hmm. on Four Lions and Riz later talks about how he's like glad that happened. Right. You know, because he's all about satire and so mm-hmm. is like Chris Morris as well. So when I say that he's very smart and politically charged, I ain't kidding. Like his mm. music, I listened to right. quite a few of them and I was like, holy shit, like this is fucking amazing. Like, and it's kind of interesting because he's so soft-spoken. Like his voice yeah. is so soft. Mm-hmm. It's very... ASMR. Mm-hmm. It's kind of raspy as well. So, like, I never thought that he was a rapper. So, when you right. mention, I'm like, oh, I can't even imagine what that sounds mm-hmm. like. But now that I like listen to it, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. It's good. He he has that duality for sure. Mm-hmm. 
and he currently performs as Sweatshop Boys along with Heems and Red Hino. Red Hino might be butchering that as well. So yeah, he's in our rap group. And to add another fun connection between his music and acting careers, um, Immigrant, We Get the Job Done yep. in the Hamilton Mixtape Top 200 Billboard the same year that Rogue One dominated the box office. So he was mm. number one in both that year, like for a movie wow. and for music. So yeah, this man is fucking busy. <laughs> He's like yeah, being he a musician sleep? and acting. Oof. Oh my God. But... In the way beginning, I think I kind of like mentioned his activism. Mm-hmm. And to close, I wanted to highlight that a little more. So Riz, I was not aware, is really unapologetic mm-hmm. and blatantly calls out on Hollywood mm-hmm. or calls out Hollywood for like, you know, the negative representation of Muslims. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, he brought up the boys and also Black Panther, how okay. the only time Muslims do appear, right? They're like terrorists. They're mm-hmm. like hijacking the plane, or of they're course. like killing, or like you know, mm-hmm. um, bringing bombs and stuff like that. And he even spoke at the House of Commons on the matter. Mm-hmm. And then, on the other side, he also raised awareness and funds for the Syrian refugees as well mm-hmm. as the Rohingya refugees. Mm-hmm. Might have butchered that as well, but yeah, just a lot of activism going on. He is really kind of very involved in the community, really trying to break the mold for that. Mm -hmm. And I think during one of his YouTube videos, I don't think, I know this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I watched the video. Um, He mentions how one time after coming back from a film festival, this is a film festival where his first first film, Guantanamo, won a silver bear. But he was racially profiled at the airport. Like they pulled him aside and detained him. And then the airport officer, like when he detained him, asked him if he came and became, oh no, he asked him if he became an actor to further the Islamic cause. So Mm -hmm. he, you know, like it's bizarre because you have the rise, like the high of like winning an award, like your film won an award. But then you hit the lowest of low when you come back and suddenly, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're reminded of like, the racial prejudice that people have, especially when people accuse you of stuff like this, just yeah. like based on your race, you know? Something that he said many times across different videos is that exceptions don't change the rules. Mm-hmm. He says this because, you know, he was like the first Muslim to like win all these awards. Mm-hmm. And he said that it was really bittersweet because it's great to be the first, you know, like to right. bring representation and like to highlight you know, the community that have just been so overlooked for so long. But mm-hmm. it's also really bittersweet because, like, you know, it's, it's pretty sad that recent. it took that long. Yeah. Like, this isn't, like, hundred or, like, thousands of years ago that we're talking about, like, this is the now. And he's like, I can't believe, yeah, like you said, that it mm-hmm. took that long. And then it's still a problem going on as well. So he's part of a lot of, like, there was one fellowship that really is all about uplifting and investing in Muslim mm-hmm. um, creators and artists. And then he's like one of the co-founders for that too. So mm-hmm. it seems that I can't really find it all in from one source, but I'll like just find it through his, like he has his own YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And that's where I saw like a lot of that as well. Um, just about really just speaking on that matter, really mm-hmm. bringing light to it. So I know he's very, very active. His music is very, very active. So mm-hmm. in all really aspects in his life he's very active and i'm glad honestly because i feel like it's something that i don't like when i watch the boys like Mm -hmm. i love the boys i mean he said he loved the boys too and it's like something that i don't really 
think about because I right. think I'm more attuned to catching these when it comes to Asians specifically, like mm-hmm. spe- specifically Korean Americans or like maybe even Chinese and Japanese mm-hmm. because, you know, we're like much closer in terms of like region and also like how we look as well that I kind of just kind of gloss over and don't think much or like how it impacts a community when you see like a Muslim character right. portray like such diabolical roles really mm-hmm. in this like world where everyone else is diabolical and it's like pretty like diverse in terms of like the casting as mm-hmm. well like the reputation is like pretty good but then you just forget that there's also like this kind of like forgotten community that's just only represented in such a specific light so not shitting on the boys but i do think no. it brings up a good topic and conversation conversation repeating conversation twice <laughs> <laughs> good conversation that's how important it is about yeah just really thinking about representation in your films for mine for everyone else's yeah, I mean, I think, unfortunately, especially post 9-11, we yeah. as Americans and uh, in Hollywood just got used to seeing, um, yeah, Muslim people, Middle Eastern people represented yeah. as some form of extremists. And it's like, in reality, it's the Americans who are the extremists. But um, yeah, that's why I like Midnight Mass, you know, mm-hmm. the sheriff is, uh, oh, is yeah, it Raul right, Coley, Raul. who is... Yeah, it's just like trying to. Uh, yeah, I know that it's really, really sad. Painful. Like you're just constantly fighting against mm-hmm. like these stereotypes that people have. But um, yeah, when you mentioned him getting detained at the airport, my favorite Sweatshop Boy song is uh, called T Five. Mm-hmm. It's uh, did you listen to that one? I have not listened to that one. Yeah, it's like for Terminal Five at Heathrow, oh. and it's you know like it's just it was about- a Heathrow. That it like oh I think God, in you the song, but <laughs> yeah, it's just all about how they probably get detained a lot. Mm. But when they see like, oh, it's Rizamad, they're like, oh, so sorry, you're good to go. But I'm sure any other yeah. non-famous, I know person like, of color, anything, they're like, oh man, he was just like really lucky. Like if yeah. that was anyone else, man. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's sad that you know that kind of like racial profiling mm-hmm. and all the misconceptions still happen, but. Um, it sounds like he's doing his part to mm-hmm. maybe open people's eyes. So mm-hmm. good for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you got anything else for me? <laughs> <laughs> I got another fun fact. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> Since we already talked about the Corinthian. I mean, he's in, an, he's in another audiobook for Assassin's Creed Gold, Ooh, if we uh-huh. have any fans out there. And another fact is that he is a descendant of Sir Shah Muhammad Suleiman. Suleiman, not too sure. Man, I, I feel like an ass because I feel like with Stephen Young, I was like, his name is Stephen Young. <laughs> like, get it's not you. Can you um, get it right? But this one now, I'm just like, oh my god, I'm just, <laughs> just trying your best. Every single name here. Who is the first Muslim Chief Justice of the Allahabad High Court during British colonial rule in India? So I think. That was kind of interesting because I thought like, oh, it's like passing down a lineage and like really being like, mm-hmm. well, I mean the first as well, but also like being like really an activist mm-hmm. for his like country and for his like people. So mm-hmm. just wanted to highlight that. I thought that was like a fun lineage since for Timothy Oliphant, I think we talked about how mm-hmm. he had his fun lineage as well. Wow. And yeah. That's what I have. That is my 3 a.m. research. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well done. What does he have coming up? Do you know? So he has three movies coming up, actually. One is Nimona. I don't know if you're familiar with Nimona. It's based on a webcomic. 
Oh, there's okay. Hamlet playing Hamlet. Oh yes, I want to see that one. And then Exit West. Not sure what Exit West is about. I'm only familiar with Nimona and Hamlet. But yeah, pretty excited to see him, see him as Hamlet. Oh, he's gonna be great. Yeah, I I always love when Shakespearean plays they adapt them for like modern times. It's mm-hmm. just fun. And uh, the girl, the woman, sorry, playing Ophelia is uh in Rings of Power right now. Oh, as Galadriel. Okay. So Taylor Swift's boyfriend is going to be in it too. Oh, so. really? There you go. Wow. Great cast. Nice cast. Wow. Okay. So you watched a few things of Mm -hmm. his. Would you say you felt like he was typecast as anything? Or does he have a pretty good range of roles from what you've seen? He has a pretty good range. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a little hard to say because like Nightcrawler was something so long ago that yeah. I'm like just basing it off of the memory that I had when I first watched it. Right. Sound of Metal and the Night Off. I mean, they're vastly mm-hmm. different, right? Although I have not seen mm-hmm. Night Off through, and I know that he changes right. as a character. Like the beginning, he's like very like wide eyed, like mm-hmm. Bambi, like scared at all times, like really obedient. But I know he mentions at one point that his character has transformed a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think they showed a clip of it too, like how he's like, how he's like playing the game, I Mm -hmm. guess. Not really sure. Didn't really want to spoil myself. Um, But for Sound of Metal, he's just so, I don't know, like neither of them were alike. And Mm -hmm. I don't think any of the stuff that I've seen across like my memory that they were the same Mm -hmm. either really. Sound of Metal, he was just, like, very frustrated, like, going through deafness, like, mm-hmm. becoming a deaf person and all that. Oh, yeah, I'm just remembering this interview that he had with Steven, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really sweet, where he learned ASL. Mm. And I always wonder, like, how people learn language, because I... It's been years since I've learned, like... Like, I don't even know how I learned Korean and English. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just second nature. Like, I don't right. even know. Well, you probably I, grew up hearing both. Right. right. So... That helps. And I think ASL, because he wants more people to learn ASL, mm-hmm. but he just mentioned how in the ASL community, mm-hmm. they think that we're very, because we usually think how like, oh, when people are deaf, they can't really communicate as freely as people do with their voices. Right. But then from what he heard is that the ASL community, the deaf community, um, thinks the opposite, the opposite. way <laughs> where we're more restrictive or we're more restricted because we don't use our whole body mm. to communicate because for them like even in sound of metal there's a scene when the character ruben learns asl mm. they're like use your facial expressions like the gestures and all that right. so like you use your entire body mm-hmm. to really communicate um and i thought that was like really sweet how he learned a language and how he was really like kind of encouraging others to learn as well right yeah especially because i feel like I don't, I, yeah, I think I only know one other person who was, like, very avid, like, an avid ASL, like, Mm -hmm. learner, but I myself haven't really, like, considered, because, like, whenever people talk about, like, what language do you want to learn, I'd be like, Japanese, (laughs) Japanese (laughs) Which is fine. Yeah. But, but I think oftentimes ASL is not really an option, like, that I consider, but now I'm, like, a little more intrigued. I think Mm -hmm. the movie kind of helped open that that gate for me yeah well it's hard because you can't just go on duolingo and be like i want to learn asl (laughs) i I don't want the owl yeah i think it's gonna kill me well the owl doesn't even offer it i don't think (laughs) i'm not sure but i don't think as of last time i looked but um 
yeah, I really want to watch Sound of Metal. It seemed like he got really into the role. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for Hamlet. I'm excited for Hamlet. I I thought he might have directed um, something. I'm looking now. It looks like there was the short, mm-hmm. the daytimer, mm-hmm. and then his uh, music video back mm-hmm. in 2009. But um, I don't know. He just strikes me as one of those actors who would be like, oh, I'm directing. I feel like soon. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that'll happen soon. Because I'm also, I also thought that he had directed, like, maybe multiple. Right. And, like, wrote multiple. But for writing-wise... It was mostly just Mogul Mowgli. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he has his short films as well. But in terms of feature, it was just Mogul Mowgli. But I also was under the impression that he had directed and wrote mm-hmm. got like many, many more right. scripts. But I guess not yet is kind of what I'm getting at, especially because now that Mogul Mowgli mm-hmm. is out there and it like received pretty good, re- pretty good, pretty good reviews. reviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's just going to... Just be the beginning of a new chapter. Okay. So what do you want to see him in? What are you writing for him? What fan fiction of yours are you adapting <laughs> oh my God, into a screenplay? What are you even write for? I'll write it for Bodhi. I like them a oh, lot in Rogue like One. He was so cute. Yeah. yeah. He's the pilot. We always love mm-hmm. a pilot. I also... <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'll do my magic and go to Nightcrawler and yeah. just make him... <laughs> <laughs> make Come him back survive. to life. <laughs> like it never happened. We had a bulletproof breast the whole time. <laughs> oh, it kills me because only after the fact did I realize they filmed that final scene right down the street from my house. They did? Yeah. It's in that weird area where they, they built a Trader Joe's now. They're trying to like gentrify uh-huh. the one side of it, but it's still like a bunch of out of business um, oh. storefronts and it's, you don't want to kind of be walking around there mm-hmm. at night, but um. They filmed yeah, it there. They filmed it there. They film a lot there because it. They film like Captain Marvel All right, there, yeah. and there's something always filming because I guess it. You can make it look normal, or mm-hmm. you can make it look like very mm-hmm. shitty. So yeah, I was like Riz Ahmed was like two blocks from my house. We could have so. just watched him. We could have been best friends. <laughs> um, for him, I mean, he was a villain in Venom. Oh really? But he okay. was yeah. He was Hot. the bad guy in Venom. Ooh. Hot in a suit. Hot in a suit. It's like a kind of like a Lex Luthor kind of character. Okay. <laughs> was he bald? He was not bald. Uh, okay, great. <laughs> Wait, he had a shape. Did he have a shaved head? I don't recall now. Okay. I don't think about Lex. It's like messing up my memory. But it was kind of a cartoony villain, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So I would like to see him in something similar to Jake okay. Gyllenhaal's Nightcrawler, like okay. in a more eerie, creepy, especially yeah. because he has such, like he has a very, I don't say this in a very, I'm not trying to patronize, but like a very cute face. Oh yeah. Big brown very eyes, mm-hmm. like very sweet looking face. Like if mm-hmm. he had like asked me like, can you help me? Like I'd be like, yeah, I'll help you. Like you look like <laughs> a nice guy. Can you follow me into this alley <laughs> really quick? And then like, just, sure. just like that. <laughs> but like I will want to see him kind of like take advantage of that and just right. become like someone uh, really unhinged mm-hmm. where like slowly you realize that you made a fucking <laughs> mistake Oopsie. by following this man in the dark because with yeah. nightcrawler like he's just creepy you know like jake john hall's yeah. just creepy from the get-go mm-hmm. but for riz i feel like like he can lure right. someone just acting very innocently because even in the night of even though he's very like he's accused of these crimes and all the stories and the evidence mm-hmm. stack up. But, you know, I think in the back of everyone's mind, they're like, something's not adding up mm-hmm. and we don't really think so. But I guess in this script, it's like, what if he did? And he just yeah. like used everyone's, Ooh. you know, like 
their prejudice or like their impression mm-hmm. of him. Unless that's actually the ending of the night of then. I don't guess. know. Yeah, uh, keep watching. <laughs> oh but my god, dude! I'm only on episode three now. <laughs> keep going, man. But no, maybe seeing him as like a Batman villain, he and Robert Pattinson going against each other <gasps> uh-huh. would be like, oof, yeah, because Paul kiss. Dano did a great job too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's another one where like, well, Paul Dano. Yeah, sometimes Is he can look Dano? a scared. I just call him Paul Dano, okay. but I don't know. Um, yeah, so. But yeah, you use that to your advantage. It's like serial killers where they'll say, like yeah. Ted Bundy, you know, everyone thought like, that's just sweet old Ted. Like, it's like I have a cast on. I can't yeah, do this. Exactly. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll help. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a fatal mistake. Yeah. Because I think I've seen him, like Sound of Metal, and I'm not sure about Mogul, but he mm-hmm. seems kind of like the more nitty gritty because like, you know, he's a drummer, musician, just like right. very like tatted up and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Oh, so my God. definitely not a soft character whatsoever, but yeah. he's definitely a nice character. For Sound of Metal, it's more like mm-hmm. he's rougher on the edges, but he's really nice exactly. inside. That Once you character. get past that little yeah. rough exterior. But I want to be thing. like, he's very nice on yeah. the outside. Like, no, actually, he wants to cure <laughs> me kind of inside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Venom, that's DC, right? Is that, that is Marvel? D- okay. oh, that's, oh, that is Marvel because of Spider-Man, yeah. Okay. So now he can be Batman in <laughs> yeah. Batman. Perfect. DC. Great. They're doing Batman too, so. Yeah, like a alluring villain i'm kind of getting um how should i say poison ivy vibes from my description <gasps> they you know do what a I mean? gender bend yeah poison ivy <laughs> that'd be fucking dope i would watch the heck i love a good him. villain he's yeah okay well i'm glad it seems like he hasn't been typecast mm-hmm. into Definitely. any one Mm-mm. yeah role um I have a lot of watching to do. I These men, I'm like, they make such an impression mm-hmm. with the few things that I've seen. But when you get right down to it, I haven't watched very, very many. There's just of too many works. of them. There are. T- <laughs> Stop working. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll be trying to focus on one. Then I see the another one. I'm like, oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. Actually, hmm. the Corinthian. That's yeah. exactly what I described. Oh, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess wish granted. I got the Corinthian. Great. But make Corinthian, I guess, live action. But I guess yes. make a character similar to Corinthian. But live Corinthian, action. well, spoiler alert for the Sandman, but doesn't. So Corinthian dies or what's unmade. Yeah. Unmade, but then he's going to make him again, but as a nice uh-huh. guy. But we don't know if he's going to look exactly the same, right? I think he looks exactly the oh, same. Oh, okay. Then never mind. I was like, they could bring And then he has like trace of, traces of his memory too. Okay. So he, mm. um, the author that I follow, uh-huh. she she told me like, oh yeah, I like learned that he has a journal because oh. he slightly remembers okay. his first like first life. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, that's very cute and kind of heartbreaking. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. And will it make him evil once he remembers like everything I don't like, know if it'll did. make him evil. I think from sad. what I researched on wikipedia when i was deep into the corinthian is yeah. that he actually is just genuinely nice and he helps Yay. dream like defeat someone else Aww. or something like okay. that okay so they have another nightmare or something that they yeah some villain overcome yeah people are mad because they haven't announced a season two of the sandman yet so but it just came out this year how soon do they usually uh, announce? i mean with some shows like the minute it drops they're like oh, season two mm. But with this one, they're kind of dragging their feet. So... I mean, Netflix is kind of going under, though, isn't it? <laughs> they keep, like, only having one season of, mm-hmm. like, even their best shows. They'll be like, we're canceling it. Yeah, we don't got fun. It was our most watched show. We're canceling it. I don't <laughs> like, know what... Like, 
I, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the logic is. If something is so successful, mm-hmm. why they wouldn't continue that instead of right. doing all these other projects? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what exactly that they're trying to land on. I don't think they really know either. Mm. So anyway, Netflix hire Riz Ahmed for your next show. and <laughs> Just have another entity yeah. in <laughs> oh, Sandman. Man. Okay, well. it. Oh, him in a Sandman aesthetic? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> ah. Season two, yeah. it's coming. Uh, All right. Well, thanks for teaching me. Yeah. Thanks for listening to me ramble. Oh, I love it. Yeah, no, I had sort of neglected Riz for a while, so I'm glad he's back in the front of my brain. Can't wait. We don't have a year for Hamlet or like a date for Hamlet, so I'm pretty excited for that. Unless you have the date on you. (laughs) Are you the PR person? Do you have information that IMDb does not? pre-production unfortunately mm-hmm. still so you're gonna have to wait a little bit just a little, just a little bit so i guess until then we'll just listen to him on the sandman yeah and also watch his older movies and i really want to give nightcrawler a go maybe that's what we'll do i'll just make you watch nightcrawler with me i've seen that so many times <laughs> really? get on my really? level yeah oh mm-hmm. my god i was obsessed yeah wow mm-hmm. <laughs> no i'm a little scared don't be scared <laughs> Okay, well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening and stay insatiable. My dudes. (laughs) Bye. Bye.